Welcome to the Raging Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Dixon, Kai Zabo, and Taylor McIntyre. What's up, you turkeys? <laughs> and welcome to episode 52 of the Raging Takes Podcast. Today is Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. I am your host, Brian Dixon. Joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Kai, the Commissioner Zabo, and Taylor McIntyre, a.k.a. Mac. Salutations, fellas. Salutations. Hola. Hola. Um, oh, God. What did I just do? Sorry. Um, technical difficulty. So, today we have our Week 14 review in the National Football League. And um, we'll also have a preview. There's a bunch of games going on before the next time that we talk. So we'll have uh, some some previews for Thursday night as well as three Saturday games coming up. So let's start, as we usually do on our Tuesday episodes, with the current Raging Take podcast standings for the NFL season. And Mac is still running away with it. He has a 20-game lead. He is at 136 and 72. Kai is at 116 and 92. Brian is also at 116 and 92. I oh! caught up to you, bitch. I'm right there. Well, we also and we also piggybacked off each other last week. We quite did. A, we quite did. a bit. We, we did. We piggybacked a lot. Um, and then Dylan is 110 and 98. So he he got a game up on me, I think, but he's still six back. So I think he was seven back the last time we talked. So uh dylan still has a chance to catch up to us uh we have no chance in hell to get to mac but uh it's basically now just a contest to see who gets the second place between us three so it's still exciting i'm sure it's very exciting for mac as well um so let's let's go ahead and start with the review we'll start with the double header last night it's not even we we keep calling it a double header is really not it was more of like a simul simulcast situation um titans dolphins giants packers we're gonna start with tennessee and miami uh sansa's back there cleaning herself titans 28 dolphins 27 uh Mm. this game was bad until it wasn't um so i guess this was the was this the first time ever that a team was down 14 with less than three to go and one was that what the stat was yep that's crazy yeah i think Um, it was like it was like teams in that situation are like like for all time, it was like zero to seven hundred something games. So I was like, "Holy <laughs> crap!" Oh. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, like right before that happened, too. Like in our group chat, our friend Eric was like, "Well, this game's getting ugly." <laughs> like, yeah, dude, it is getting ugly. Like, this is fucking boring. And then all of a sudden, the Titans win. I was like, "What the hell?" Okay. Uh, Will Levis was twenty three of thirty eight for three twenty seven, a touchdown and a pick. Derrick Henry seventeen for thirty four, but had two touchdowns. Also had a 17-yard catch. Tajay Spears uh, was getting used a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually had a pretty mm-hmm. solid fantasy day just through, like, dump-offs. He was 7 for 29, plus he had six catches for 89 yards. Seemed like every time he caught the ball, he would get, like, at least 10 yards uh, out of the backfield. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 7 for 124 in a touch. Chigga Kakwo, 5 for 46. Harold Landry the third had three sacks. For the mm. Dolphins, Tua, 23 of 33 for 240. Honestly, his stats look way better than he actually was. Tua had mm-hmm. a tough game. Uh, he was like under pressure constantly, threw some awful balls. Uh, Mostert was 21 for 96 with two touchdowns. Achan, 7 for 47, plus five catches for 24 yards. 
Waddle six for seventy nine. Tyreek only four for sixty one, but he missed about half half of this game. Sans is just cleaning her asshole. Uh, Tyreek missed like half this game. He got injured in like the late first quarter and didn't come back until like the late third quarter. I want to say. Um, kind of a scary situation too. We'll get to that in a second. Cedric Wilson two for thirty. Uh, let's get back to Tyreek here. Yeah, like when he, when it happened, I don't know if you guys were watching it live when it happened. Like he was like grasping the coach, like his hoodie, like he was in pain. He was like he looked like he was like in agony, grabbing his knee. Turned out it wasn't even his knee; it was his ankle that got hurt. I'd replay it, kind of showed like a what do you call those? It was like a hip drop tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, his ankle kind of got like turned up on under a guy under one of the Titans. So I was like, oh, that's not good. Uh, he immediately like ran off the field though. You could tell he was still like hurting, but I mean, he was like sprinting off the field. So that was a good sign. Didn't come back in immediately, went to the medical tent, then just stayed on the sideline. Never really went back to the locker room except for halftime, I want to say. So kind of a weird situation. Maybe the Dolphins were just trying to decide if they needed him or not. Turns out they did. Uh, but I think Tyreek will be okay moving forward. It sounds like his status for next week is questionable, but I kind of expect him to play since he finished this game out, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think... I think he's going to make it a habit to play. I think he really wants to hit two thousand yards this year, so he has to play Great as point. much as he, he he has to play as much as humanly possible. Great point. Yeah, and uh, if he wants a shot at the MVP, which I just don't think they're going to give it to him, but I think he deserves it. Uh, if he wants a shot at the MVP, he's going to want to keep playing too. But the more important thing is him being healthy for the Dolphins for the playoffs, though, too. So the Miami's going to have to make a decision here. Who do they play next week? Do we do we know off the top of our heads? Um, no, no I, I, I can look it up real quick. Look it up for me for a second. Yeah. Uh, for the Titans, though, Will Levis was kind of stinky, too. Uh, he started coming alive there in the fourth, but uh, finished with 327 yards. Uh, it, did not look all that impressive most of that game, though. Go ahead, Kai. So they played the Jets, which is kind Ooh. of a tough, a very tough Ooh. matchup, honestly. I might just want to rest him. Didn't Rodgers get cleared? Did he? I I thought I saw mm. something about that. I was like, now that they won 30 to 6, like Rogers is probably like, oh, okay, I'm back in the news I'm now. So I, I might come back, guys. Yeah, I might come back. So I guess we got to keep got, watching for Rogers. I think he got medically cleared. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to play, but I still kind of have my doubts. Yeah. I mean, unless, there... unless the Jets rattle off a couple more. If they beat the Dolphins, maybe. I don't know, though. I mean, I don't really see a point, honestly. I mean, I don't either. So, yeah. Why, why risk ne- next year just because you want to make a, a wild card loss real quick? Uh, potentially. Um, and who knows if he would even be good if he came back. He'd probably be super rusty. So I don't know. That O-line can't protect Zach Wilson. Why would they protect him? No kidding. And his mobility, obviously Rodgers is a pretty mobile guy normally, but his mobility is going to be down for sure just because of the injury and bouncing back. back, Throw, two steps back, throw. It just makes zero sense in my opinion, but he's going to do what he wants to do apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of weird to see Devon Achan and not get like three touchdowns, right? <laughs> he is yeah. human, I guess, huh? Yeah, I mean this. This was, I mean, this is a tougher matchup for running backs. I mean, I honestly thought the Dolphins were going to shred the Titans secondary through the air, but yeah, they sure didn't, did they? No, nope. your boy, Mister Noni's though. He would, dude. All those catches, I feel like almost every single one was like a third down conversion too. It's crazy. I, he made him count for sure. I mean, he looked really good. Honestly, yeah. uh, he's he's gonna if they move on from Henry in the near future, I think he's gonna be a pretty solid guy, especially for fantasy. Yeah, uh, nice I mean, he, man. he's like a plug and play in fantasy too, because it's like it's it's a risky plug and play, but like if you absolutely need a flex spot and you're like desperate as hell, there's always a chance he's gonna get some dump offs, especially if they're losing in a game. 
Uh, I mean, I think he had 10 two weeks ago and 18 last week, So, or this this game. So, I mean, those are solid flex plays if you're truly desperate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's, he's definitely worth picking. Uh, ha- I mean, I, I'm sure he's rostered most places anyways because uh, he's kind of been like that all year. Yeah. Yeah. So, But if he's out there, he's worth a pickup for sure, especially if you're desperate for somebody. Uh, it's nice to see Hopkins have a good game. Finally. Moster had a good game like normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Waddle got hurt for a little bit, came back as well. Um, but overall, yeah, just like not a real interesting game though. That, but until like the last three minutes, and then it was like a, a super interesting game. Hats off to Will Levis. I mean, he, like he 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 did not look good at all in like the first half, and then he kind of slowly came back and you know led this huge comeback at the end. So, hats off yeah. to him. Yeah, good for him. Banana Man got it done. Um. The other game, Giants 24, Packers 22. Uh, this was kind of a this was a close game the whole time, but it was just kind of stinky football on both sides, honestly. Tommy DeVito, oh, 17 oh. 21, 158 and a touchdown, plus he had 71 rushing yards. Saquon Barkley, 20 for 86 and two touchdowns, plus three catches for 15 yards. Wandale Robinson was six for 79. I had a sweet catch on the sideline. Um, very nice catch. 36 rushing yards as well for him. Isaiah Hodgins had two for 22 and a touch. Uh, for the Packers, Jordan Love, 25 of 39, 318, a touchdown, a pick. He also had a fumble in this game. A.J. Dillon, 15 for 53, plus two catches for 25. Tucker Craft was four for 64. Romeo Dobbs was four for 32. Jaden Reed was eight for 27 through the air. At 38 mm. rushing yards on the ground, plus a rushing touchdown. So they kind of use Jaden Reed all over the place. He returns punts for him, too. He's just like a, a very versatile guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan of him. Malik Heath had a six-yard touchdown catch as well. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts about this game, Kai? Uh, I mean, Packers offense just uh, hit the wall in this game. You know, four straight weeks of Jordan Love outperforming, and then, you know, just came down to earth in this game. Against the Giants, too, oddly enough. I was um, expecting a better game from him for sure, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I thought this was like a perfect week to start Jordan Love. And yeah, you know, just like fantasy football shows us sometimes we can be very wrong, no matter how good the signs are. It's like the one bright spot for the Giants, I would say, this year is their defense is somewhat solid. Like they have mm-hmm. some some guys there that they can look forward to next year. What about Danny or Tommy DeVito, though, man? I mean, (laughs) Tommy Danny DeVito, dude. Dude, yeah. I mean, he might be he might be the future for them. Honestly, I mean, he's looked a lot better. Stop. They just paid DJ, bro. Yeah, but but he stinks. Well, yeah, but they're stuck with them. He sucks. They're going to have to find a way to get out of that. Yeah, I don't know how. I think he's they're going to have to keep him for next year, at least. Guess you can keep both of them. Have a quarterback contra uh, controversy, I guess. But yeah, I, I don't. What a they were in such a bad position with Daniel Jones just because of how well he played at the end of the season last year. I feel like they kind of had to because then if you let him go and he's still playing that well, all of a sudden you're like, well, what do we do now? But like the worst case scenario happened with that when they paid him, and then he just had the worst season of his career. Oh uh, yeah, and, and then a torn ACL on top of it too. Yeah, he just he just got so lucky with the timings of almost like every other young quarterback getting paid and they're he's like hey i'm here you know i'll I'll be cheaper than all those guys here you go yeah i don't know tommy devito just feels like the perfect new york giants quarterback to me you know like hey 
Hey. He's really not that good, though. He's really not. It's, He's it's, winning it's, games. It's but... working, though. It's working. I don't. Do they even let him throw it more than thirty times a game? Like, there's only 20, 21 this game with one hundred fifty eight yards. So yeah, I mean, it's like, do you do you really need to though when Saqu- Saquon is performing the way he is right now? Well, yeah, but Saquon's like he can't do it all every game. If the, like Saquon's getting up there too, isn't he? He didn't need late twenties. Saquon's getting up there, and it's like, you know, the end goal for all these teams is to win playoff games, and I just don't see DeVito doing that for him. Me neither. Uh, it's, it's been a nice little fun run full of many memeable moments, but uh, I, don't, I don't see him as a franchise quarterback, personally. Uh, I tell him, though. I love I love his uh, agent and his father. All the all the cut the the cuts to Tommy DeVito's dad way better than the cuts to Taylor Swift. Uh, it's mm. Much more entertaining. Um, and, that, and that's there. coming and that's coming from you, Brian. <laughs> You're a Swifty. I love I love Taylor Swift. Yeah, I don't need yeah. to see her tw- twenty five times every Chiefs game though. Uh, yeah, disappointing game from Jordan Love. I mean, still finished like with three hundred yards, which is nice. But like the fumble was brutal. Really bad interception too. Like terrible interception. Threw it right to a giant. Um, yeah. So I, I had him in a fantasy game that I really needed. Did not do too well. But I'll take the nine point nine points. I think he got me. Jaden Jaden Reed though. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of like how they use him right now without Aaron Jones. They're kind of using him as like uh, kind of like what the Panthers used to with Curtis Samuel, where they would kind of just like throw him in the backfield like five, six times a, times a game and see what he could do with the ball. Uh, it seems to be working. Uh, is it like four out of five games that Jaden Reed has a touchdown at either rushing or receiving? I believe so. Yeah. So I mean, he's a he's, he's a, a very usable fantasy player. Yeah. Um, I will say though, uh, Christian Watson. He, I think he is. I kind of overlooked how valuable he could be to this offense. He's really kind of the the key, almost. Like he makes this offense go because he takes the top off so well. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. I think that might have been part of the reason that they were struggling a little bit last night is that they just didn't have that other option where like Christian Watson, he is like he he gets open so easily. He's like so much faster than their other receivers. He just is like such a nice threat for Jordan Love to have. And they're finally like getting some chemistry together, too. So like the loss of Watson kind of hurt them yesterday. I think it's kind of comparable to how like Kai says Debo makes the 49ers offense work. Two totally different yeah. types of players, but it's it's kind of the same type of thing where if Watson's out, the Packers de- offense is going to struggle a lot. Um, A.J. Dillon's still bad. Uh, it's yeah. like. It's, it's very brutal. I mean, they were giving him the ball a lot in the first and second quarters. It's like, this isn't working, man. Uh, uh, like 15 for 53 is honestly solid for him, but it's still just not good enough. He does a great job on farming simulator, though. He's the best yeah. farmer out there, yeah. Yeah, great cornrows. Uh, <laughs> um, who is Malik Heath, by the way? Who is this guy? Is he? I, I want to say he's a tight end. Yeah, It's it, got to be a tight end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for them, I guess. Um, all right, that's about it for the Giants Packers. Is there anything else that I'm forgetting about? I don't think so. We talked about the Wandale. I catch. didn't watch a single second, so no. Okay, Wandale had a sick catch on the sideline where they had to go review it to make sure his feet were in, and it was pretty. It was a pretty nice catch. He's really um, good. He is really good. Love him. Uh, I think him and Hyatt both have some pretty good potential. I don't think they're quite there yet, but they both are pretty solid. They need a big uh, solid boy, young though. guys. They I do. Darren Waller, but true if he can stay healthy though. Yeah. Um, 
Next up, let's move into some of the early games here. Jets 30, Texans 6. This was the shocker. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This was 0-0 at halftime, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy that the Jets scored 30 second-half points. Uh, Zach Wilson was 27 of 36 for 301 and two touchdowns. Probably his best game of his career. Yeah. Bes- besides, really maybe, it up. besides maybe like the one against the Chiefs where they lost, but... He had a good game against the Chiefs, too. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give him this one because they beat a really good team. They blew out a really good team, you know, so I'll give him this one. The Chiefs game was really good, too, even though they lost it there at the end. Brees Hall was 10 for 40 on the ground, 8 for 86 and a touchdown through the air. Uh, feels like most of his fantasy damage is done um, catching the ball. It seems like yeah. uh, Xavier Gibson had a nine yard rushing touchdown. Garrett Wilson, 9 for 108. Tyler Conklin, 4 for 57. Randall Cobb had a 15-yard touchdown catch. If you forgot, he's on the Jets. Uh, for the Texans, C.J. Stroud was 10 of 23 for 91 yards. Left the game with a concussion. He's currently in concussion protocol. We'll see if he plays next week. It kind of doesn't sound like he will right out of the gates, but there's still plenty of time for that to change. Uh, I had a feeling he was going to struggle a little bit against the Jets' defense. I didn't think it would be as bad as it was, though. He was really struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davis Mills came in was not better at all one for five for four yards Devin Jeez. Singletary 13 for 65 and a touchdown Damian Pierce only four for nine so now they're doing this thing where Damian Pierce is going to get the majority of carries one week Singletary is going to get the other week so this is impossible to choose from if you're trying to start one of them in fantasy I, I, I would just stay away from the situation personally I don't know if you guys agree with that yeah, the entire offense at this point, you know, Stroud is Proof. up in the air, whether he goes, uh, Nico Collins, you know, that's not good. And it's like all he had was Noah Brown when CJ Stroud still was in the game. He couldn't get it done. Very tough defense to go against, but mm-hmm. it's it's not looking good for the Texans outlook. Yeah. Well, Noah Brown, two straight weeks, zero catches. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I think not last week, I think I think last week he was banged up a little bit, though. Okay, and then this week was the Jets, so, yeah, so he could he could be better moving forward, I guess, but that's tough because they really need him with Tank Dell out for the season, and now we don't know about Nico Collins, who left this game with pretty early with an injury and did not come back. Uh, I don't know what the injury was. Do you guys know? He only had one catch for 13 yards in this game. It was a knee. Knee? Okay. Yeah, so keep an eye on good. that. Yeah. Brevin Jordan, 3 for 35. He was actually the leading receiver in this game for the Texans, 3 for 35. Uh, Jonathan Greener, six tackles, two sacks for Houston. So, yeah, this was probably the Texans' worst game of the year, the worst performance that just could not get anything done. I mean, the defense was fine in the first half. You're also playing the Jets, though, so you were kind of hoping that that would be the case, that the defense could hold off Zach Wilson. And then the dam kind of broke there at the end. Um, well, yeah, um, real quick, ahead, Will, Will Anderson, the reason why the defense was playing well is because Will Anderson Jr. was healthy in the first half, and he went out as well. Oh, he got hurt too, eh? Yeah. Okay. It was, it was just a calamity. They're, they're falling apart right now. Yeah, that sucks because yeah. like, the Texans are like one of the more fun teams in the league too, so mm. you're kind of excited for them to make like a playoff run. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case anymore. So uh, Hopefully, C.J. Stroud can get back soon. If not, it's Davis Mills time, and Yikes. I don't know how that one's going to go. Yeah, so I don't Even know. if he does get back, if he doesn't have Nico Collins now, too, like his two top receivers, he's left with it's Robert Woods and Noah Brown. Like, Remember, Dalton Schultz is out, too, right now, too. Yeah. So. It's nah, like, great. Do, they, do they even try, you know? I don't know. They're probably I think not rushing CJ Stroud back is my thing. Definitely not, no. Um, 
But I mean, they're still sitting all right. Like they're still in the hunt. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes for this team. And then for the Jets, I guess we're on Rogers' watch again. See if he wants to come back or not. Rogers. Um, Hopefully, he got a potion to get him healthy. I'm sure he's got a couple potions. Some tinctures. Um, <laughs> he's definitely got some tinctures for sure. Uh, Ravens 37, Rams 31. Lamar Jackson, 24 of 43 for 316, three touchdowns and an interception. Also had 70 rushing yards. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, nine for 54. Uh, And then for the receivers for the Ravens, right down the line, Odell Beckham, four for 97 touchdown. Isaiah Likely, five for 83 touchdowns. Zay Flower, six for 60 touchdown. Mm. So the Ravens passing attack was really moving in this game. OBJ um, looked good. He did. He honestly looks like old. I mean, this was a revenge game too, I guess, uh, against the Rams. So he he showed out for that. Uh, honestly, the Rams did okay too. Honestly, like this is a pretty high scoring game. This was probably one of the better games of the week. Stafford was twenty three of forty one, two ninety four and three. Kyron Williams twenty five for one fourteen, three catches for negative one yards. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, eight for one fifteen and a touchdown. Cup, that's his first good game in a in a minute. So it's good to see him back. Puka five for eighty four, including like an amazing diving oh catch in the ring with no gloves and on. Was, and the that, fingers yeah. and so fucking cool. Looked like he was like straight out of like nineteen seventy five. It was like, so awesome. That was maybe like top three of the year so far for me. It and he got incredible. up and he was so fired up too. It looked so yeah. sick. I was like, oh, Puka, dude. I was just um, glad he didn't re-injure his shoulder slash oh, ribs or whatever. I forgot you know? about that. Yeah. Yeah, because he was a little iffy coming into this week. So Yeah, well, what, what, what do they describe it as? He felt like he was going to die and his shoulder wasn't in the right place, but he was good to go. Good That's a go. tough dude. Davis Allen, who I assume is the tight end that was playing for Higby, four for 50 and a touchdown. I can't remember who. I, I, I remember him catching passes. I just rookie. don't remember yeah, what his name he was. was. Good. I, did, I feel like every time I the red zone switched back to him, I saw this guy making a nice catch. Mm-hmm. So that's that's nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeMar- Demarcus Robinson, three for 46 and a touchdown. Ernest Jones, the fourth, had 10 tackles and a sack. So uh, what were you guys' thoughts about this game? This is like... This may have been the game of the week. I'll have to like remind myself. Like Bills and Chiefs were up there, I guess. Bucks Falcons was solid. Yeah, yeah this was definitely probably number one, right? Yep, definitely. Yeah, it was a barn burner. That's what you love to see. So it was really a good watch all the way around. I, just, I mean, the Ravens are a top seed in the AFC. The Rams are, if they would have been healthy all year, probably would be a playoff team right now if they aren't anyways. Uh, so this is you know, basically like a playoff matchup, even though one's, one's an NFC team, one's an AFC team. Go ahead, Kai. Uh, I just want to rant real quick. So, yeah, Ravens passing attack came alive in this game. What are they doing with their running backs? Like, they don't know how to run out the clock. Like, why are we still giving Keaton Mitchell nine touches a game? when he's averaging eight yards per carry. Like, it is maddening what they're doing with their running backs. Yeah, I, I get I, I don't, I don't know. know. In the rain, in the rain too, this was a rainy game. Yeah, so normally you want to run it out a little bit more rather than just throw the ball. And, I mean, there was a really bad driver. Lamar Jackson threw an awful pick, and it was, like, in a situation to where they could have just, like, ran out the clock a little bit, you know, controlled the clock. But I don't know. I mean, Lamar had a lot of rushes, too. I think he carried the ball like 11 or 12 times for the 70 yards. So, which is, which I mean, is, which is expected, but, you know. Carries from him, too. I think Gus only had like five or six. 
Uh, Justice Hill was on the field a lot, but he just didn't get any work a lot. I don't know if he they just like him for pass protection or something like that, but he's still getting a lot of snaps too. So, yeah, I don't know if they really have a plan for the running backs. Uh, from our untrained eyes or trained eyes, I guess, uh, I think Keaton Mitchell's the best one. And I've, I've always been a Gus Bus guy. I like Gus Edwards a lot. I think Keaton Mitchell's definitely their best running back. Mm-hmm. So uh, they must like Justice Hill for pass pro or something. There must be something he does that they really like, or otherwise I don't really see a reason why he's out there, honestly. Yeah, Keaton Mitchell and Gus Buzz seem like the, the thunder and lightning that they need to be using more. And then plus with the running threat of Lamar Jackson, too, you think it would open up the rushing attack even more? I, I don't I don't know. John Harbaugh's a good coach, so you can go ahead and trust him, I guess. But yeah, it's it's perplexing to me why Keaton Mitchell doesn't get at least like 15 carries a game. They must have really been respecting Aaron Donald's abilities to get into the backfield, I guess. That's I mean, point. Point I it, was, it was still working out for Keaton Mitchell, though. He still averaged like over five yards a carry this game. Yeah. I mean, when you use it sparingly and it's like they're just expecting the pass, I mean, 43 attempts, you mm-hmm. know, I think that they just obviously came in, came in with a game plan to go through the air. So good for Isaiah likely too. I feel like he's kind of like underperformed from what like expectations have been every time Andrews kind of like leaves or gets injured. Uh, he actually had a great, I mean, his touchdown catch was great. A lot of yards after the catch. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully for them that he can kind of like start heating up too while Andrews is out. I mean, Harbaugh was kind of, you know, iffy on Andrews possibly returning later on in the season. So keep an eye out for that, but likely seems like a pretty solid backup to have until Andrews finds a way back. Um, yeah, they're a well put together team. Um, how, do, how do we feel about the Rams moving forward real quick? I mean, I think they're still going to be fine. I think so too. Yeah. I, I mean, Kyron being back helps them so much. Mm-hmm. A lot. I still, yeah. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, when we went over that discussion of the Rams ske- uh, schedule from here on out, the, the Ravens game was the one that I thought they, they could lose. I didn't expect them to go this well against the Ravens though. So that, that was very surprising. Good defense. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is not like the Ravens barely won this game. Yeah. So know? that's a great sign for the Rams moving forward because their next three games are very winnable. And depending on if the 49ers sit or rest their starters, you know, I think the Rams could win out from this point on. So yeah. the Rams are currently eighth right now. So they're, but they're tied with the Packers mm-hmm. who are seventh. So they're both six and seven right now. Mm. Um, they're also tied with a bunch. I mean, they're tied with a bunch of people for that seventh spot. It's the Packers, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Falcons, and the Saints are all at six and seven. They're better uh, than all of them, so they. I agree. Have that potential. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you really want to get funky with it, the Giants and Bears are only a game back too. Oh Lord! Five and eight each. They're only a game out of a play- playoff spot. Um, yeah, I agree. I think the Rams are the best team there. For they're sure, the, they're the only team I want to see in the playoffs out of all the teams you just list, listed. I agree. Yeah, I think the second place would probably be the Packers, but they're a distant second. Yeah. Um, and I mean the Vikings are seven and six too, and like they're not the most secure playoff team either. So like Vikings could easily fall out of there. So they there's still there's still room. Yeah, there's still room for the the Rams to to sneak in there. So I'm kind of hoping they, that they that they do. Yep. Um, speaking of the Saints, Saints 28, Panthers 6. Um, tough call by me and Kai. We got we picked the Panthers. Yeah, I didn't like it though. Did? We did, oh, yeah. Goodness. We did. Just to get just to be a little silly with it, you know. Um 
I didn't love it though. Didn't love it. I I was trying to pick back and forth. I'm like, I just want to pick the Panthers. I want them to win. You know, I thought it was a good pick just because the Saints have just been sliding so hard and they just do not look impressive at times. And I was like, maybe the Panthers could sneak one in, but you know, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> I thought the same thing, honestly. So that's our bad. <laughs> Derek Carr, 18 of 26, 119, two touchdowns and an interception. Head in my chair, dude. Kamara, 12 for 56 and a touchdown. Three catches for negative 11 yards. How does that happen? <laughs> Three catches for a negative 11. A.T. Perry had one 44-yard catch. Chris Olave, four for 28 and a touchdown. Jimmy Graham, two for 16 and a touchdown. Jordan Howden, 10 tackles and a sack. Demario Davis, eight tackles and one and a half sacks. For the Panthers, Bryce Young was horrible, 13 of 36. For 137 yards and 40 rushing yards. Chuba Hubbard, 23 for 87, plus two catches for zero yards. Miles Sanders was 10 for 74. Adam Thielen was 5 for 74. And Derek Brown had a dominant game, honestly. 10 tackles, interception, batted some balls down, too. Um, Panthers actually have, like, an okay defensive line. Like they got a couple of guys on there, a couple of big Big burly guys. What's the guy? Brian Burns. Yeah. Brian Burns. Yeah. yeah. Burns. Frankie Lugo. He's, uh, he's a he's linebacker, isn't he? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. They bring um, him down. They bring him down to pass rush. I think, yeah, he, yeah, I think yeah. he's right there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This was this was kind of a shitty game. Honestly, it was it was kind of close for a little bit, but yeah, the, the Saints just took it away there. The only time it got red zone air was the scores. So. Yeah, you you hardly saw this one on red zone. Uh, Bryce Young, bad man. Uh, 13 for 36 is so awful. I mean, I know the Saints have a solid defense, but like 13 for 36, good God, man. That's really bad. Not the not the best system for a rookie to thrive, though, either. Well, yeah, you're right. But it's like, we got to talk about how we're 14 weeks in, and have we seen a single flash besides, like, you know, the couple good weeks out of Adam Thielen? Sure, they still lost all those games. It's like... Yeah, you're right. Oh man, maybe maybe a, a good receiver will help them out. I mean, they don't have any picks, so they're going to need to find a diamond in the rough there. But you expect this far into the season to see something, you know? I haven't seen anything worthwhile. Yeah, you're right. No, me neither. Uh, it's it's just it's very disheartening if you're a Panthers fan. I think uh, yeah. you never know though; he could bounce back, I guess. But yeah, this was this was a tough season to forget for Bryce Young in his first year. Mm-hmm. At least they have cool jerseys. Yeah, they're 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 nice. I I, like I, I think I'm going to start the Falcons defense against the Panthers next week. In oh, the, in my one I, league, I, think, I, think, I think that's a good play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just I feel like Bryce Young doesn't turn the ball over that much, but it's just that they don't score points or get yards, so it like it, it kind of like balances it out a little bit. But when he does turn uh, the ball over, it's backbreaking and it's usually a pick right. six. So you're right. Um, it's right. Let's move on, please. Bengals 34, Colts 14. This was a surprising blowout. I kind of thought this one would be at least close, you know. Like, uh, I didn't even know who was really gonna win. Didn't surprise Um, me one bit. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Uh, go off, Jake Browning 18 for 24, 275, two touchdowns, a pick, and a rushing touchdown. Pretty nice fantasy day for him. Also, left this game for a little bit. Yeah, what was that? Was it the thumb? Hurt his thumb, I believe. Throwing thumb, right? Yeah. yeah. So I haven't heard anything 
Though I imagine he's playing next week. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, McCarron only came in and only threw one one pass for negative one yards. Jake Browning is not on the injury report for Saturday. Okay. That's good. Uh, I, I did. You guys even know AJ McCarron was still in the NFL? I didn't. I did. Yeah, I, I, knew, I knew he was a backup somewhere. I didn't remember him getting released, so I assumed he was still there. I mean, he's been there for a while, right? I don't know. I, know, I felt like he just. I feel like it's been like. 12 years since he's been in college. Uh, it's probably been more like 10. I don't know. I just felt like he was long gone from the NFL. I hadn't heard his name in years. Uh, mm. I mean, most people only remember him for his like hot girlfriend that ESPN would always show in the crowds. Nice. Right? That was like a meme for a long time where it's like, oh, where's AJ McCarron's girlfriend? So Brent Musburger can be <laughs> can be horny <laughs> in the booth. Um, Joe Mixon, 21 for 79 and a touchdown plus three catches for 46 yards. Joe Mixon's doing pretty good lately. Mm-hmm. He is really helping this offense out. Yeah. Um, Chase Brown. Seems like Brown, he really likes Chase Brown for some reason. Eight for 25 plus three catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, we'll come back to him in a second. I want to get your guys' opinion fantasy-wise about him. T. Higgins, two for 72. Chase was only three for 29. Kind of a bummer there. Tanner Hudson, two for 21 and a touchdown. For the Colts, Gardner Minshew was 26 of 39 for 240, a touchdown, and a pick. Zach Moss, we'll get to him in a second, too. He's been disappointing. 13 for 28, plus 4 for 28 through the air. Pittman was 8 for 95, his usual self. Will Mallory was 5 for 46. Josh Downs was 3 for 32. Mo Cox got a two-yard touchdown. And Zaire Franklin had 14 tackles on the day. So let's start with Chase Brown. Do you guys think that's a pickup? at all uh i mean when he gets the ball he he does a pretty good job with it but it's just like he also doesn't get the ball all that much and usually when he's doing damage it's off dump offs and he only had three catches granted it was for 80 yards and a touchdown but i don't know it's kind of like an interesting thing here would you guys pick him up i mean he has been buzzing in the waiver wire a little bit for this week and i think with fantasy playoffs starting right now these are the kind of moves that you might need to think about. You know, maybe Chase Brown is getting an increased role in this offense slowly as time goes on. And, you know, with a, with a new rookie quarterback, they're going to need to pull out all the stops and pull out some tricks. And I think Chase Brown could be one of those. No, yeah, for sure. I think with Browning coming in, they're, start, they're starting to lean on the running game as a whole a lot more. So I'm I'm very much interested. Absolutely, um, I, I'm not sure if he's like a league winner type per se, but I wouldn't be scared to throw him in the flex. Why not? Okay, okay. Uh, and then what about like Zach? What are your thoughts about Zach Moss? He just looks like Zach Moss again. Uh, I, I thought that maybe he became good. You know, the, those few games that he didn't have Jonathan Taylor earlier in the season where he was like popping off, but he has just not been the same. I think uh, people are probably wondering when Jonathan Taylor is coming back, and hopefully soon. Might be next week, maybe? Uh, as of right now, he is doubtful for the, okay. the game this Saturday. But, I mean, if you could survive a week in your playoffs for fantasy this week and hopefully Jonathan Taylor comes back in week 16, that's going to be best-case scenario. He could still help you potentially down the line for sure, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, not much else in this game. I just, I, I, we had like, uh, we had uh, the question Jake Browning versus Gardner Minshew on Saturday's episode, who you would start. And Jake Browning was the winner by far. <laughs> Those two. I mean, he had three touchdowns. Minshew only had one, had more yardage than Minshew, too. So even, even with the injury, Browning was a pretty good start, honestly, in mm-hmm. fantasy. 
Uh, all right, Bucks 29, Falcons 25, Baker Mayfield 14 of 29, 144, two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Rashad White 25 for 102, plus two for 33 and a touchdown receiving. Godwin was five for 58. Cade Auden two for 16 and the game winning touchdown. Uh, Mike Evans only one for eight, which is unfortunate because I'm sure a lot of people needed him in their playoff matchups. Mm. Or uh, or just their fantasy matchups in general if you're if the playoffs haven't started for you. Oh, you um, got your thousand yards? All right. You'll get what did he get? Three targets, I think, only? It was like, yeah, sure. You, you got your yardage, you're good for the rest of the season. See ya. Godwin's turn. <laughs> uh, um Desmond Ritter was twenty six of forty, three forty seven, a touchdown, a pick, and a rushing touchdown. The rushing touchdown was nice too. I mean, there was a there was a Buccaneer in the backfield trying to bring him down. Like it was he was in his face and he just could not bring him down. And then Ritter bounced to the outside and got the touchdown. So it was, it was a pretty good game for him. Uh Algier nine for forty. Bijan was ten for thirty-four on the ground, uh, with a rushing touchdown, five catches, fifty-four yards as well. Drake London, ten for one seventy-two, and had one of the best catches of the weekend, too. It was so good. Uh, where he like readjusted. And when and got the ball, it was uh, again. I think he was double covered too. That it was it was a sick catch, dude. Uh, I don't. Did you guys see that catch? I feel like it. I, I don't I, think I, I did. I can oh, envision man. it, but I don't like specifically remember. It was on the right side of the field. I think it was in the fourth quarter too. It was such a great catch. It, it kind of reminds you what Drake London can do. I mean, he had a great game, ten for one seventy two, mm-hmm. and then Kyle Pitts was three for fifty seven and a touchdown. So he had a nice game too. Uh, Falcons offense actually looked pretty good here. They didn't win, uh, but this was a this was a great matchup. This was for the NFC South division uh, leader, and Tampa Bay is currently in the lead now. Uh, I mean, it's a three way tie: Tampa, Atlanta, and New Orleans, all at six and seven. But Tampa is in first place with the tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think that's the team that we're kind of all hoping gets in. I think they'd, they'd be the most entertaining in the playoffs. I definitely don't want the Saints in. Yeah, no, no. hopefully it's Tampa or Atlanta. Yeah, not unless Jameis is the quarterback. Agreed. That'll, <laughs> that, that'll never happen. No, nah, never. Yeah. At least make Taysom the quarterback. Then fuck. I I'm agree. tired of this freaking bum, Derek Carr, dude. Taysom is injured right now, though. Two, two with two injuries, hand and foot. Uh, I, I actually almost expected him to tough it out in that game and play, but yeah, no practice all week was a bad sign. So uh, we'll see if he comes back next week or not, but. Um, overall, this was a great game, though. Rashad White still going strong. Uh, I imagine Mike Evans will bounce back. Um, who do they oh, play yeah. next week? Let me look here. The Bucks. Yeah. The Yucks. The Tampa Bay Yucks. They play the Packers hmm. in mm. Green Bay in Lambeau. It'll be That's interesting. A, a pretty important game for very playoffs. important. Two six and seven teams right there. So that's a, Dan. The Buck schedule is interesting. So they got Green Bay, Jacksonville, New Orleans, Ooh. Carolina. Yeah, that's a very interesting schedule. It's not the worst one though either. Not the best one though <laughs> either. Yeah. It's not like with Baker going fourteen for twenty nine. True. You still have three touchdowns, though. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, you got it done, but it's like you expect a little bit better completion. Yeah, I do better than that for sure. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta does have a solid defense, though. They play hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been Mm. firing them up every week in my dynasty league. I have them. Um,. All right, moving on. Browns 31, Jags 27. This game was not as close as the score tells you. The Jaguars kind of came on there late with some garbage time stuff. 
Joe Flacco, 26 of 45, 311, three touchdowns, one interception, was named the starting quarterback for the rest of the season by Kevin Stefanski after the game. Well deserved. Elite. Um, Jerome, very elite. Jerome Ford, 12 for 51, plus 5 for 31 through the air. Uh, Kareem Hunt, 10 for 27 and a touchdown. And Joku, 6 for 91 and two touchdowns. Amari Cooper, 7 for 77. Uh, Elijah Moore, 3 for 42. Greg Newsom, the corner, had five tackles and a big interception on T-Law. Lawrence went 28 of 50 for 257, three touchdowns, three picks. I believe two of those touchdowns came in the fourth quarter, though, in garbage time. Uh, ETN was 14 for 35 and a touchdown, plus he had four catches for 37 yards. Ingram was 11 for 95 and two touchdowns. This was the tight end matchup, dude. Yes. Yeah, for real. Props Um, to my boy. Ingram hadn't got his first touchdown until was it last week or the it, week before? It was and last now, week. The, now the dam's yeah. broken, baby. We're getting yeah, touchdowns yeah. every week, rest of the yeah. season. Let's go. Just, just, just in time for playoffs. Buzzing, this, buzzing. this podcast is the official Evan Ingram fan club right here. So Yeah, um, we've all gotten a piece of that ass. Shout out to that man right there. Calvin Ridley, four for fifty three. Zay Jones, five for twenty nine. I think Zay Jones had some like twelve or thirteen targets though. Some yeah, crazy hyper targeted. Yeah. Very um, interesting. Parker Washington, two for twenty-seven and a touchdown. So Parker Washington is now a thing, apparently. He's been mm-hmm. he's um, been buzzing a little bit. Uh fantasy he has? the fantasy footballers were kind of high on him, I think, in uh, last week's episode. He's a dynasty stash for real. I like yeah. him. Uh what do you what did you guys think about this game? Oh, it was a good one. I mean, Joe Flacco is showing us the way. I mean, this is the quarterback that they need for a team built like this. He's like a lantern in the dark. Mm-hmm. He's the green lantern. The brown <laughs> the green, lantern. The brown lantern. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nasty. I might, have, I might have to pick him up in a league on sleeper just so I can name him that. <laughs> yeah. That's well, yeah, I mean, his nickname, by I the think, way. I think we all, we all kind of predicted this from Flacco, right? Like, you know, I mean, I've been a huge proponent of him. It's like, this is the guy they need with Watson Allen. I think he we all picked the, the Browns, too, this week. We did oh, all yeah. pick the Browns. Um, so. I, I definitely was not. I did not expect this out of Flacco. I didn't think he was. I, I thought he was pretty washed on the Jets. So I thought he was a better option than than Walker and DTR. But I didn't think he was a good option. So I was wrong. I'll eat crow there. Uh, he he's honestly been pretty fucking solid. He's had some bad too. Like the interception against the Rams last week was really bad. I didn't see this interception. I don't know if it was that awful. But uh, I mean, three touchdowns. You can't. I think he, I, I has Deshaun Watson ever had a 300 yard game for the Browns? I don't even know if he has. Uh, I can't that, remember one. He may have had. I don't know. But uh, Flacco, though, I mean, that's, I think he did have that one good game where yeah. Amari Cooper just went off. I can't remember who it was against. I mean, I feel like like there's several of these players that are so much more valuable now that Flacco's into like. Obviously, Amari Cooper's better off with Flacco, and Joku is obviously very better off with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even think Jerome Ford's better off with him, too, because he gets more dump-offs with Flacco. So, like, Jerome Ford is even more usable than he was before. Jerome Ford hasn't been, like, a spectacular fantasy option all season long, but now I think he's slightly better than he was before. And, uh, I mean, we already know that he kind of had a, some chemistry with Elijah Moore, even though Moore didn't do all that much th- in this game. Three for 42. He, it's obvious that they have a connection, too, so... This Browns offense is a, is a lot more dangerous now, and there's a lot more usable fantasy pieces too with Joe Flacco. So that's good to see. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, just that defense, that defense is going to carry him very far. I mean, I picked the Browns in this game under the precipice that C.J. Beathard was going to play, but it turned out to be Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence got thrashed this game. It would have been a lot worse with Beathard in, though. Yeah, he was getting eaten alive, just Mm -hmm. not being as mobile as he usually is. Yeah. The rest of the Browns schedule is the Bears next week, Houston in Houston on Christmas Eve. So depending on how Stroud, if Stroud's there or not, that could be a, a pretty winnable game. Then the Jets in Cleveland, and then mm. the Bengals last week of the last week mm. of the season. It's a very interesting run. The, the Browns are, will likely not win the Super Bowl, but they are a team that like nobody would want to play. I think in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. That Jets game is going to be a defense off. It's going to be no gross. Kidding. Yeah, that's, that's going to be great. Joe Flacco revenge game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting. I'm rooting for the Browns to make the make the playoffs for sure. That'd be cool. Get back um, on another one, dude. And, and like, <laughs> that's a great point too because fucking uh, Flacco has playoff experience, dude. So like, he he's been a big, he's been in huge games. He's won a oh, Super yeah. Bowl. So like. That's valuable to have too. Uh, a lot more valuable than like DTR would be in a playoff situation. So uh, the Browns are eight and five right now. They're second in the AFC North, and they are currently fifth in the playoff race. Their matchup right now, if the playoffs started right now, would be the Jaguars again in Jacksonville. Mm. So that's going to be interesting. Um, next up, Bears twenty eight, Lions thirteen. What the hell? Um, Dylan was the one that picked the Bears this week, so shout out to him. Uh, we were all kind of talking that we kind of felt like this could be an upset, though. It just kind of felt like the Bears could. Do, I mean, they played well against the Lions a couple weeks ago, and now the Lions are kind of faltering at the wrong time. So it kind mm. of felt like the, if Justin Fields had a nice game, that the Bears could win this. Uh, and Justin Fields had, an, had a had a good game. It wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't like Lamar Jackson or anything like that. But it was good. Nineteen and thirty three, two twenty three, and a touchdown plus fifty eight rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Deontay Foreman eleven for fifty plus two for twenty two through the air. DJ Moore was six for sixty eight and a touchdown receiving plus twenty rushing yards and a touchdown running. Cole Komet five for sixty six. Darnell Mooney two for forty four. Jaquan Brisker seventeen tackles. For the Lions, Jared Goff, 20 of 35, 161, a touchdown, two picks. He has started to struggle at the absolute worst time for this mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs, 11 for 66 and a touchdown, three catches, 16 yards. David Montgomery, 10 for 66, plus three catches for 19 yards. Uh, you just do not hear anything about David Montgomery anymore, do you? <laughs> like, like the fantasy podcast and stuff like that. I don't even really hear his name that often anymore. Like He's still usable, but he was just not quite the force that he was early on in the year, where it looked like he was going to be like a league-winning type of running back. Right. Just kind of like whatever right now. They're kind of going to what we kind of envisioned that they were going to do at the start of the season, where it's like, it feels like a true 50-50 now. And it feels like Gibbs is the better better player. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Josh Reynolds, 3 for 44, touchdown. Uh, Sam Laporta only two for 23 and Amon Ross St. Brown, possibly his first bad game of the year, three for 21. Because the only time he hasn't scored double digit points in fantasy. Crazy. He's been one of the more consistent people. Yeah, that's real tough. That's real tough. I mean, what can you say, man? The Lions do not look like contenders right now. No, they don't look good. And this Bears team, when Fields does not turn the ball over, with the addition of Montez Sweat, cannot be understated. 
Like, when he does not turn the ball over, they have a chance in every game. It's like, what do they do? You know, it's like they're going to have a chance at Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Potentially, it's like, but Fields is like doing just enough, you know? I think, what do you guys think about that? I don't think you could any... trade the number one overall pick and just try to get another haul. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. When, if, I feel like when you have the number one overall pick, though, you got to use it because, like, how often does that happen? Almost I mean, never. Yeah. I personally think no team should take Caleb Williams. Honestly, that guy is so overrated. I mean, I think you should keep Fields in this situation and just build around him. I mean, this defense has shown up for the Bears over the last few weeks. They're very opportunistic. They're playing hungry. They're playing like they want to win. And that's been a big reason why they're winning these kind of games. And yeah, they're they're a golf killer, honestly. Goff struggles against the Bears. I don't know if he like I I just don't think the Lions match up very well against the Bears this year. I kind of have that same hot take about Caleb Williams. I don't feel like confident enough to like express it constantly because kinda, I just don't watch college football like that. But whenever I watch like his highlights and stuff like that, he makes some crazy throws. But they're like, I, I feel like they're, they're throws that just aren't going to be possible in the NFL. They're always just yeah. like like goofy arm angles or like he's getting rushed from everywhere and he like moves up and like I. I, I I don't know. It just doesn't. They don't feel like NFL throws some of his highlights. So I, I could see him being a bust too. Most USC quarterbacks don't work out. I know that doesn't actually fucking matter, but um, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel the same way with you. And I don't really know anything about any of the other quarterbacks. Like I know their names. Like uh, uh, is a Pedex Junior. and is a Drake May and Bo Nix and Bo Nix. So Jayden like I know their names. Jade McDaniel's. I know a little bit about obviously because the Heisman, but I um. Yeah, so I I have no idea what they should do. Honestly, it's a really tough spot that they're in. They should keep Fields, honestly. I really think that Fields deserves another shot. But he hasn't played so well where you're like confident about it either though, you know? So like if you if, if he plays like the exact same this year, which has been like a lot of good and a lot of bad, that's probably not the right choice. You got to hope that he takes another step next year, and if he doesn't take that other step, you've just wasted the number 1 overall pick. True, yeah. So I don't know if they should. I th- kind of think they should use the number one overall pick on a quarterback and trade fields. Maybe put some pressure on him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, you can get you can get a decent haul for fields, too, probably. Uh, not as much as the number one overall pick, but like you could trade fields for somebody that would give him a chance, get maybe like a second and a third back for him or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. See, we could see him land somewhere. I think the thing, I mean, Caleb Williams is weird right first of all he's like says some weird things but i think the thing about him is like you mentioned all those crazy throws it's like that's the only play the quarterback that we've seen you know as of late that can make those kind of crazy throws the mahomesian throws that not a lot of guys can do that you know what i'm saying so he's he's a goofball he's talking about staying also so that maybe Mm. he doesn't enter the nfl draft i mean maybe interesting might be beneficial, but, honestly. I mean, he's he's kind of it's kind of been put out there that he's going to make almost as much money as he would on a rookie contract, just be you know with nil stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe he does stay, and we don't have to worry about that problem. I mean, Drake May declared what was it a couple days mm-hmm. yesterday or something. Um, Michael Penix is interesting. I think there's a lot I, of interesting he, quarterbacks. He's for my sure. sleeper, honestly, Michael Penix. I think he has a good shot of being the best one out of the bunch, and Bo Nix right behind him. Penix is the yeah. Washington kid, right? Yeah. Where's Bo yeah. Nix go? Uh, he's Oregon. Oregon, that's right. That's right. They played each other in the in the mm-hmm. Pac-12 championship. It, it game, was a right? it was yeah. a fantastic game too. It was uh, it was in Allegiant, wasn't it? I think it was in Vegas. Yeah, it was. 
Um, the only thing about him, I mean, with NIL stuff, it kind of makes sense, but he's a senior. Michael Penix is. So, you know, like, eh. He's, he's a little bit. Yeah, but to me, I think it's better when a college quarterback stays longer and gets more experience before he goes to the NFL, and it usually works out that way. So It can. I'm not saying you're wrong there, but a lot of the time, you know, they like Drake May, he's what, a sophomore? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if they're good enough, they just they get out of town. You know what I mean? Just get True. me in the NFL. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. That's the only thing kind of holding me back from him. Okay, fair. Um, 49ers 28, Seahawks 16. Brock Purdy 19 of 27, 368, two touchdowns, interception. CMC 16 for 145 on the oh. ground. <clears throat> Only one catch, though, eight yards. Jordan Mason four for 20. Nice, bro. <laughs> touchdown. Vulture. Uh, Debo Samuel seven for 149 and a touchdown. Also had a one yard touchdown run. Brandon Ayuk, 6 for 126, was making some crazy catches. George Kittle, 3 for 76 and a touchdown. Nick Bosa, 6 tackles, 1.5 sacks. For the Seahawks, Drew Locke, 22 of 31, 269, 2 touchdowns, 2 picks. Locke did better than I expected him to. Mm-hmm. Charbonnet, mm-hmm. 9 for 44. Kenneth Walker, 8 for 21, plus 4 for 33. I think Kenneth Walker was playing a little injured. He didn't look – I mean, Grant is the Niners, but he, he did not look normal. Uh, Tyler Lockett, six for 89 Metcalf, two for 52 and a touchdown. He got ejected. I heard a rumor that was not like confirmed by anybody I trust. So I don't know how true it is, but I heard a rumor that Kyle Shanahan, uh, said that he would, uh, give a bonus to whoever got under DK Metcalf's skin enough to get him ejected. <laughs> I'm like, that's not well, good. If the coach has that scouting report on you, you guys see the clip of Fred Warner, like laying him out while he was on his butt. And that's no. kind of, yeah, it was like, I kind of like backtracked a little bit on the Metcalf ejection because it was almost a little bit warranted because that was kind of a low blow because he was literally sitting on his ass. Metcalf was, and then freaking uh, Fred Warner comes up and is like pushes him over. And that's when he got up and the whole thing started. And that mm-hmm. clip hasn't really been floating around as much as you would think. So no, I haven't seen it. I, I watched a little bit of it live. I was like doing other things while that was going on. So I didn't see like the whole sequence of events and I have not seen it, anything of it since. So yeah, yeah. that's that kind of sucks for DK. If that is true like that, I mean, what are you going to do? You're just going to let Fred Warner just fucking bulldoze you on the ground. Yeah. Um, he's literally sitting on his ass and all of a sudden get laid out, you mm-hmm. know, balls nowhere, you know, didn't catch it. So what the hell? Interesting. Uh, Very interesting. Colby Parkinson like also the tight end two for twenty eight a touchdown. Yeah, they don't they haven't liked each other for a long time. This is one of the bitter rivalries still in the NFL. Um but like the Niners, they look right up to form again. Uh, I think that the Eagles win kind of galvanized them a little bit. I think that they're just like playing they're gonna be playing rock solid football the rest of the way here as long as they can stay healthy. They're gonna be the scariest team in the playoffs, probably. I was looking at the schedules, though. I still kind of think the Eagles are going to get the number one uh, seed. Uh, the schedule's showing that for sure, yeah. So yeah. with the Eagles, you know, it's the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Giants, and the Giants again. So mm. Anything's possible, of course. All three of the big NFC teams have the same exact record. Cowboys, Eagles, Niners, all 10-3. and three. So it'll be 
very interesting to see who wins out and gets that bye. But if I had to put money on it, I'm I, I'm going to pick the Eagles, even though they're probably playing the worst football right now of the three of them. And I wouldn't call the matchup against the Seahawks next week shoo-in exactly, though, either, because the Seahawks kind of did surprise me this game. I honestly thought this game was going to be a slaughter, especially with Drew Locke at the helm. But It was close until the second half. They, I think it was they, 14-10 at halftime. They hung in there, and they beat the spread. The spread was 14 for this game. I thought that was, like, the safest spread of the week was the Niners winning by 14, and they won by 12. So Yeah. If Metcalf plays, you know, who knows mm-hmm. what happens. True. Right? Very true. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's 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 get this one over with. Vikings three. Yeah, speed run. Speed run. Raiders zero. No. <laughs> oh, and Lord. we're done. <laughs> what a beautiful football game this was. Josh Dobbs, ten for twenty three, sixty three yards. Got benched. Nick Mullins came in nine for thirteen, eighty three yards. Better. Alexander Madison, ten for sixty six, was injured. Uh, I believe Max said it was a high ankle sprain, right? His status yeah. is up in the air for next week. Ty Chandler, 12 for 35. TJ Hawkinson, 5 for 53. Justin Jefferson, 2 for 27. Got blasted by Marcus Epps, the Raiders' safety. Uh, was transported to a local Vegas hospital for a chest injury. He is questionable for next week as of now. Jordan Addison, 2 for 27. Ivan Pace Jr. had 13 tackles, one sack, and one interception. For the Raiders, AOC 21 of 32, 171, and an interception. Uh, he did not play well. Josh Jacobs, 13 for 34, plus two catches for 16 yards. He left the game due to an injury. His status is up in the air. They remember they have a short week, so I do not expect to see Josh Jacobs on Thursday against the Chargers. Uh, Devontae Adams was seven for 53. Hunter Renfro, three for 46, had one really big catch that gave the Raiders some momentum. And then he also fumbled in this game, too. So uh, he had some good, had some bad. Jacoby Myers, only five for 25. Max Crosby was all over the fucking place, dude. Ten tackles, two sacks. He was kind of injured, too. He kind of stayed in the game, though. He's been battling an injury all year, as we've been joking about, how he starts the week questionable every week and then it plays every single game. It's kind of the same thing. So I, I almost halfway expect him to play Thursday Night Football, even though I don't think it would be smart for the Raiders to play him. Uh, I kind of expect him to be out there, though. Roberts Spillane also 10 tackles, one sack for the Raiders. Yeah, this mm. was just pr- probably the most forgettable NFL game of all time. Uh, if it would have gone 0-0 into overtime, first off, it would be the first time that has ever happened in NFL history. It would only be the it would be the first time since World War II that a game ended after four quarters with 0-0. I, I assume they did not have overtime back then in the 40s. So, That's wild. Um I wanted to mention Crazy something stats. real quick about this Ivan Pace guy. I can't remember what podcast I heard this on. Maybe it was Footballers. Maybe it was a different one. Uh, Ivan Pace has played every single de- defensive position except D-tackle, I believe. Wow. That, is, that is insane. So I'm sure you guys saw this report. I kind of overlooked it, how Brian Flores has apparently cooked up this new way to play uh, scheme defense. Who do you guys see something about that? Right, I, I did not. It sounds like something Brian Flores would do, though, for sure. Right, he's like this new confounded way that nobody's ever heard of scheming defenses, and it's like, well, yeah, when you have a guy that can literally play every position, I guess he could probably do something like that. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, I just want a little, you know, a little shout out. He obviously yeah, out. got the stats to make it here on our mentionings, but uh, Ivan Pace, he's 
I mean, I've heard of him before. I didn't know he was like that, though. I had no idea yeah, that, that was a thing. I mean, that's awesome, honestly. That's that's a true fucking football player, right? That's there. a football like, player, right there, baby. Hell yeah! I mean, what's his what's his measurables look like if he's playing Dude. like secondary positions, linebacker, D, that's DNs? The thing. He's he's like not that big. He's like I think he's only like two hundred and sixty pounds, and he's like six foot three. Wow. Yeah. That's and, why it's and like, he's fast enough to keep up with wide receivers. Yeah, you're playing safety, D back, you know, cornerback. It's like you're you're getting there in pass rush. Like what? Yeah, that's, that's insane. A, that's cool. That's really cool. Everything else sucked. Uh, Madison, he was actually having a good game, man. I he feel was. bad for the guy. You know, it's like, you know, no, you know. No misgivings to the fry handler, but you know Madison, he was really helping this offense. So, um, I feel bad for Jefferson too. He just cannot get healthy right now. That's I mean, he was out for how many weeks? Like seven, eight? Like he was oh, out for wow. a long time, and then like he's out before halftime. Crazy. Yeah, it was uh, a dead man pass. Like, oh know, yeah, I never I probably. I think that's abs- probably absolutely him off too. I never yeah. want to pick number one in fantasy ever again. <laughs> ever again, dude. I'm uh, telling you guys, this feels like, as far as like stars go and the quarterbacks and everything, this feels like one of the most injury-riddled riddled seasons ever. Like, you might be right. I, yeah. there's, so, there's just so many injuries that happen every year. I can't even like keep track of which year has more than others. And it's just like It's just such a part of the game that it's just like, fuck, dude, I have no idea. I think you do have a point about quarterbacks, though. I feel like a lot of quarterbacks have gotten hurt this year. Um, Important players, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Broncos 24, Chargers 7. The Chargers suck, dude. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson was 21-33, 224, two touchdowns and a pick. Both touchdowns he threw were, were pretty cool uh, for different reasons. Uh, Cortland Sutton's was, like, spectacular. And then Troutman's. Mm. Like it was just like a vintage Russell Wilson, like fake to the hand, fake the handoff, and then Troutman was just wide open in the end zone. It looked like it looked exactly like a, like a 2015 Seahawks play. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Javante Williams, 17 for 66 and a touchdown, three for 25 through the air. Sudden three for 62 in that spectacular touchdown. Uh, P Ryan, five catches for 36 yards out of the backfield. Troutman, two for 19 and the other touchdown. Alex Singleton had 14 tackles and a sack. Justin Herbert was nine of seventeen for ninety-six yards and an interception before he left the game with a uh, fractured finger, I believe, and he is out for the season now. Easton Stick came in as the backup for LA, and he went thirteen of twenty-four for one seventy-nine. He will probably start. I, I mean, I don't see. I don't even know who their third string is, so he is starting Thursday night he football. Just uh, Max Duggan, the TCU quarterback. Oh, that's right. He's been added right. to the active roster. I get it. Uh, he was on their practice squad. Yeah, they drafted him this year. You know, yeah. TCU went to the playoffs last year, the yeah. championship game. Championship, right? yeah, got murdered by Georgia. Yeah, so maybe uh, huge, cute because they were on. You know, that was his guy. Yeah, true. Huge could be um, huge. Huge could be huge, dude. <laughs> um, Austin Eckler, ten for fifty-one touchdown, five catches for forty-nine yards. Speaking of huge, Quinn Johnston, three for ninety-one. Keenan Allen, six for sixty-eight. Gerald Everett, 5 for 39. Kenneth Murray Jr. had 12 tackles in a sack. Derwin James had 11 tackles. 
Uh, there was really nothing going for the Chargers this entire game, honestly. It, whether it's Herbert or Stick, they just could get nothing going. The, this team is just dead in the water, dude. They're just so like helpless. I think they have a better record, or at least a better standing than the Raiders do right now. But and the Raiders aren't fun to watch either. But I like if you're asking me which team I'd rather watch play like a random game, I'd rather watch the Raiders because at least you can watch Devonte Adams do stuff. There's nothing fun about the Chargers except for when like Keenan Allen is on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he did not have a good game in this game. Honestly, it wasn't really his fault. Like he finished six for 68, which is a nice stat line, I guess. But, uh, I think most of that was like fourth quarter shit. Cause I was playing against him in a fantasy league and Keenan Allen wasn't doing shit. And I was like feeling really good. And then I went away from sleeper for a while and I went back and he had you know 12 or 13 points. I was like, Oh fuck. Keenan Allen like lit it up at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this, this game sucked, dude. The Broncos, honestly, if the chiefs aren't careful, the Broncos could win that division. They're only a game back. Yep. It's absolutely nuts how this has played out. Yeah. What's the schedule look like for those two remaining teams? Let's see. Mm. Who are you looking up right now? I'll look up the other one. Uh, I'll look up the Broncos. All right. All right. So Broncos got the Lions, Patriots, Chargers, and Raiders. Oh, that's very easy, other than the Lions. But the Lions aren't doing good right now either. So they could easily win all four of those games. Yeah, there's a chance. The Chiefs have the Chiefs actually have a very similar schedule. It's the it's the Patriots, it's the Raiders, then the Bengals, then the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So those are some pretty winnable games too, other than I mean the Bengals will be probably probably a challenge on New Year's Eve, but I mean I the Chiefs should go at least three and one, if not four and oh as well. So uh, it might be a little too late for that, but it it will be interesting to see if like I think if the Raiders maybe can pull off an upset. They won't, but well, overall though, I think the Broncos are probably going to make the playoffs either way. They should for sure, yeah. especially with that schedule. They, I mean, the Broncos should easily go at least three and one the rest of the way as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I imagine the Broncos the, will win or make the playoffs. The way the AFC looks right now, like they're yeah. looking, they're sitting pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, let's move on. Bills 20, Chiefs 17. This was probably the most talked about game, just because of certain reasons. Certain reasons. Taylor Swift? One, one yeah. of them, um, I guess. Uh, oh, by the way, Kai hit on his safest game of the week. That was the Niners game. So he's 8-2 now. Forgot to mention that. Yeah. Uh, for the Bills and the Chiefs, though, Josh Allen was 23-42, of 42, 233 touchdown and a pick. Plus, he had 32 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Uh, James Cook, 10 for 58, plus five catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. Dawson Knox, three for 36. Stefan Diggs, four for 24. Dalton Kincaid, five for 21. Pat Mahomes, 25 of 43, 271, a touchdown and a pick. Clyde Edwards Elaire, 11 for 39, plus two catches for 29 yards. Jarek McKinnon had four carries, 19 yards, and a touchdown, plus three catches for 18 yards. He's probably flexible moving forward. Uh, not like one that you feel great about, but he definitely could score a touchdown or two in a game uh, pretty easily. It's his Travis, time of the year. For sure. I mean, he helped a lot of people win last year, so why not? Why not happen again, right? Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, six for 83. Rishi Rice, seven for 72, and a touchdown. She Rice is legitimately good. Oh, he's yeah. come on strong. Like he's, he's really good. He's the guy now, which is exactly what Mahomes needs. Yeah. Uh, Mike Edwards, eleven tackles for Kansas City. Uh, 
I'm going to start off here uh, before we, we, we'll talk about the the ending, obviously. Josh Allen leads the league in, like, camera cuts to his very worried face in the fourth quarter. Uh, every game, they're just constantly in Josh Allen's fucking grill. Just like, He just always has, like, the same, like, scared look on his face. It's very funny. Uh, so this game came down to uh, the big talking point right now is Kadarius Tony. So there was a play where Patrick Mahomes completed it to Travis Kelsey. Kelsey was pretty open. Kelsey ran about 15 yards and then lateraled it back to Kadarius Tony across the field, who then scored a touchdown. Um, but it got called back because Kadarius Tony was lined offensively offsides, which hardly ever happens. Almost um, never. I think I think the footballer said the last time it happened to Kansas City specifically was like in 1995. Wow. <laughs> they got wow. called for an offensive offsides. Um, so uh, it's it's Mahomes and Reed were blaming the refs right away. Reed kind of came back on it and, and blamed Tony uh, after the emotions kind of subsided the next day. Mahomes though was like screaming at a ref like uh, we had never seen him lose his cool like that before. Just like I've never screaming seen him like that. and screaming at a ref, and like his um, face was full beat red. Like he like his eyes were red, dude. Like fucking, yeah. like, he, he you could just tell he had tunnel vision towards the referee, and he just wanted to fucking yell and maim him. Um, a full Muppet. Oh, for sure, full full raging Kermit. <laughs> hey guys, um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You didn't see that track? <laughs> uh, <laughs> bad Mahomes impression. Um, but yeah, apparently, so Tony had lined offside. So now the controversial thing is like, well, why didn't the ref say that he was offsides? I guess the, the, it's possible the receiver could ask the ref, which apparently Tony did not do. So if Tony would have been like, yo, am I am I on sides? They could have given him the thumbs up. Yeah, you're good. And it would have been an okay. Or like, no, you're offsides. He could have stepped back. This actually happened, not the same situation, but a similar thing happened to Terry McLaurin last year. But he had asked the ref, hey, am I on sides? And the ref said, yes, you are. And then the same ref threw a flag right afterwards for offsides. So Terry McLaurin's like, dude, this guy fucked me. And it was like, I actually asked him, but Kadarius Tony didn't ask him. So mm. I feel like that's that's a weird rule anyway. Like, shouldn't you just know if you're on sides or offsides, you have to ask the ref? That feels like that shouldn't be allowed, but that's a, that's a totally different I conversation. I think the part that really hurts about it, too, is I think on that same play, Rashi Rice did ask if he was on sides. You know? Oh, Obviously really? on the other side of the field to a different ref. Yeah. But it's like, man, what the fuck? That's crazy. And yeah. it's just like, it just falls back on Tony, who's had a really fucking tough oh. year, dude. Uh, like a, a year to forget about for sure. Uh, I, they, they're standing behind him. They're, you know, like they're not, they, they said they're not going to cut. I don't see why you would cut him this late in the season. You know, he, he could still be usable, uh, even though he's, he's made a million mental mistakes this season. He's um, probably uh, more hated than Jackson Mahomes at this point. I hope he stayed off Twitter after that game. No kidding. I'm sure remember, people were being very mean. Remember when it was Justin Ross season? I remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been a season for about everybody there. And now it's officially Rasheed Rice season. Let's go. Yeah, he, he's good. And they just need somebody on the other side of him. Maybe somebody a little bigger. I Maybe not. Doesn't matter. Mahomes. This was a uh, this was a big win for Buffalo though. Like, uh, I mean, this was like when you give Mahomes a minute and forty four, we're like tra- our brains are like trained to think that this game's over. The Chiefs are going to win. So there's the fact that the Bills had to give the ball back to Kansas City with a minute forty four left in the fourth quarter, and they still were able to win. That's that's a huge W for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Um, good game. All right. Th- this was a good game. It was very entertaining. This was the best late game for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Sunday night football. Let's talk about it, Kai. Let's Cowboys 33, it, Kai. Eagles 13. <laughs> yeah. choke, choke artists. Uh, Dak Prescott 24, 39, 271, two touchdowns. Pollard 16 for 59, plus seven catches for 37 yards. Did Pollard have a touchdown? He did not, huh? That was Rico nope, Dowdle. No. Yeah. Dowdle 12 for 46, touchdown. Fergie was five for 72. CD Lamb six for 71 and a touchdown. Gallup three for 48 and a touchdown. Jalen Hurts, 18 of 27, 197, uh, plus 30 rushing yards. Zero touchdowns total for either his rushing or receiving total or uh, passing total. DeAndre Swift, 11 for 39. He had a tough game. AJ Brown, 9 for 94. Devontae Smith, 5 for 73. Dallas Goddard, 4 for 30. Um, Hassan Reddick, two sacks. Shaq Leonard, only one tackle in his Philly debut. I imagine his snap count wasn't very high, though. So 17, I 17%. Yeah, so they're just easing him in into the mm-hmm. into the defense. Uh, and the Eagles had a successful fake punt in this game, which was probably the highlight of for, highlight for them. Um, no, I would say the defensive touchdown. Their only touchdown. Jaylen okay, Carter. fair enough. Fair enough. Jalen Carter, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, talk yeah. about it. What's your, what's your feelings following this blowout loss? Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, as we all know, Eagles have lost in Dallas. For the last five years i mean i kind of didn't see it being no different this time around what did kind of shock me though was the eagles pass defense didn't look as bad as they normally have this season they actually did put out a few good stops it's just either way though they still got blown out offense just was straight up not good as well I think there's only four Eagles that had a completion in this game and one of them was was a Zacharias or whatever I think he only had one catch yeah, that was or, and, and that was on the fake punt. That was the so when yeah. Jalen Hurts was throwing, it was only to Brown Smith or Goddard. Which yeah. I mean, if you're going to throw, it should be to those three guys. But uh, it's kind of unlike the Eagles to only be, you know, only have two or three guys catching the ball. AJ um, Brown was getting eaten alive by Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, absolutely. This whole game. Yeah, it's getting shadowed, and it showed. We kind of already talked about it. We still kind of think the Eagles are going to get the one seed. How do you feel about like a potential rematch against Dallas in the playoffs? Uh, if they get the one seed, obviously it would be in Philadelphia, but it's still very possible it would be in Dallas. So what would be your feelings mm. either in either one of those situations? I would definitely feel a lot better if we were playing them in Philly. Absolutely. They need to back Leonard, right? Like he's a good coverage linebacker. Like, we need him in. Absolutely. Um, ironically enough, the guy I was talking about last week, the one that gave up the most uh, passing yards against the 49ers, uh, Nicholas Morrow. He actually had a pretty good bounce back game this time around. I think he, uh, he had like three pass defenses, so he made up for a last week, but um, yeah, we need Shaq Leonard to be in there and be the coverage linebacker. Absolutely. They just have to figure out everything behind that defensive line because that's not the problem yeah yeah it's kind of bad now too because now the cowboys have confidence too so even if they do have to go into philadelphia they just whooped your guys's asses so it's like they're going to be flying high big time i i think the cowboys would have full confidence that they could beat you guys in philadelphia uh, yeah it's dax, possible uh, yeah dax cooking dude for like, co- I fully like expect two him months to, now like i fully least. expect him to win mvp and uh I did want to mention DeAndre Swift. Like he's fallen off a cliff, right? Like they've completely mm-hmm. moved away from him. And it feels like like eleven for thirty nine. Like that's a decent amount of attempts, but 
goodness gracious, like they got to run the ball a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Gotta yeah, things out. Philly, out. Philly's got. Who do they play next work. week? Philly, they play the Seahawks. Okay, that'll be Seahawks. interesting. Yeah, they yeah. they they have some work to do. I mean, they need to get this fixed before the playoffs roll around because I am not confident in this team at the moment. Mm. All right. That's it for week 14. Let's get to some of the games going on here for week 15. First off, we'll talk about Thursday night football. It's Raiders chargers. Uh, there's injuries all over the fucking place for this game. Obviously Herbert's out. Uh, Keenan Allen did not practice today. Gerald Everett was limited today. Josh Jacobs was limited. Like I said, I don't, I don't expect Jacobs to play personally. Max Crosby did not practice. I would say that's true 50-50. I, I, I think he wants to be out there. I don't think it's in the Raiders' best interest for him to be out there. And I, I don't know. But he's he's a freak. So I wouldn't put it past him. I kind of don't want him to play. It's just, I mean, it's just a game that does not matter on a short week. Don't don't play, Max. Uh, I, I don't think he should. But I, I imagine he really wants to. So anything's possible with that dude. Uh, I imagine it will be AOC versus Easton Stick. Uh, I also Stuckin. imagine... I, I will be watching this only because it's my team playing. <laughs> if, this was, mm-hmm. if this was any other matchup uh, with these this type of quarterback and injury situation, I would not be watching. But yeah, I'll, I'll be tuned in for Raiders Chargers on Thursday Night Football. So, what are your guys' thoughts going into this game? What are you What are you looking for? Boy, this is an ugly one. Um, even an ugly one to pick. I mean, I have my pick set in my head already, but I don't feel great about it. Um, Me too. Yeah, this is. Um, you know, obviously, we're going to see two young quarterbacks going at it here. Um, it's just we're going to have to see which one sticks. No pun intended. Oh, hey, where is it? Where is it? Uh, get it out. Get it out. Thank you. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> get a drum solo Bruh. going over here. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's my thoughts on it. What do you think, Mac? Uh, I think the Raiders win this game seven to six. That's how gross oh, I think okay. it's gonna be. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I was I was thinking that too. You got it's Raiders like, too, Kai? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm picking the Raiders too, but I don't feel great about it. I mean, especially if, if Crosby doesn't play. I mean, I know the Raiders just had it probably the worst game of the whole season, but I mean, if they can't capitalize on just the Chargers sliding like this and how banged up they are, then they're in trouble. Yeah. Um. I've already mentioned a couple times. I'm looking. I want Max Duggan to be the quarterback, dude. He's a gunslinger. Like he could actually get it to, to these wide receivers enough to make it an interesting game. Max on Max. If Max, Max on Max, Cro- on Max. Yeah, If if Crosby plays, yeah. Max on Max on Max. Uh, so all four of us are on the Raiders. Dylan picked the Raiders as well. But uh, I, I want to be known that I don't feel really good about it at all. I could I could easily see the Chargers upsetting us. Uh, Easton Stick just coming out and just having a good enough game. And if Crosby doesn't play, the pass rush for the Raiders isn't going to be nearly as good as normal. So. And if, um, so if Josh Jacobs doesn't play, you guys are plugging in Zemir White, right? I don't think I am. I don't know if he's that good, no. man. Not especially on a short. If it was, if they were playing on Sunday, I would consider it. Uh, I I don't want to play a, a a running back. I don't know is that good of a player on a short week. Okay. So I I personally wouldn't. If you have no other options and he's a starting running back, I guess you could try it. But I also think they're going to use Amir Abdullah a lot. They like Amir Abdullah. And Khalil Mack and Derwin James are still a thing. Whether yeah. no no bad how bad that defense is, they're decent enough against the run. Where I'm not yeah. touching them. Okay. 
Uh, all right, next up, Saturday football. There's three games on Saturday. First up, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern, Vikings-Bengals. Uh, Justin Jefferson, limited on practice, limited in practice day-to-day. We'll see. I kind of don't expect him to play, but we'll see. Madison did not practice Tuesday, likely out. Jamar Chase did not practice Tuesday. Tyler Boyd, limited. Um, I didn't hear anything that happened to Jamar Chase, so I imagine he's going to play. Maybe it's just a veteran rest day type of thing. I don't know. But um, this is this. It's funny because at the start of the season, this looked like a good game. Oh, yeah. And then Kirk Cousins goes down. Burrow goes down. It's all of a sudden it's like, okay, maybe not. But then the Vikings are still doing good. So it's like, okay, maybe it's okay. But now the Vikings are doing bad again. But now the Bengals are doing good. So I have uh, this is a this is really hard to to predict here because they both kind of have it in them. I I would say I expect Jake Browning to play, so I'm going to say the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm going to say Bengals as well. Yeah, I'm I'm also going to pick the Bengals here. I'm fully on the Jake Browning hype train now. Although I did think the Vikings looked a lot better as soon as Nick Mullins got into the starting quarterback position there. Um, I think Nick Pol- Nick Mullins does give him a good chance to win, but I'm going to take the more complete Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Uh... But uh, but yeah, I'm going to take the more complete team in this one, and uh, Bengals are at home too as well, right? I think so. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Bengals for sure. Uh, Dylan's on the Bengals as well. Um, next up, Steelers Colts, 1.30 p.m. Pacific, 4.30 Eastern. Najee Harris did not practice Tuesday. TJ Watt, Highsmith, both limited in practice. Jonathan Taylor is doubtful. So it's going to be, this week is going to be Mitchell Trubisky for sure, Tomlin said, but he hinted that if it does not work out, uh, we probably will see Mason Rudolph next week. Rudolph so, the red nose reindeer. Just in time for Christmas, yeah. Um, so do with that what you will. Uh, this is kind of. I feel like this is going to be a boring ass game, right? Uh, I don't. The Colts are kind of fun to watch, honestly. Sometimes, sometimes. they weren't last week. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I, I I think this is an indie, right? So. Mm-hmm. But they're actually they don't do that well in Indianapolis, do they? Uh, no, they're, 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 they are not a good home team. Steelers got some injury injury issues right now. Trubisky looked awful. I'm going to go Colts. Okay. Dylan went Colts as well. Dang, this mm. is a really tough one, actually. Yeah. Uh, I have. I think I have to go Steelers here. Okay. Damn it. I don't, I, it. I don't feel good about it, but I'm taking the Colts. Okay. Ooh, so I'm the only one. That's All usually right. not a good sign for us. Yeah, so that means Steelers are going to win. Yeah. Um, next up, the final game of Saturday, five fifteen Pacific, eight fifteen Eastern. Broncos Lions, probably the best game of. I mean, none of these games are awful. I wouldn't say they're like you know Viking or uh, Eagles Cowboys level of hype, but Broncos Lions is pretty interesting. No major injuries to report for either team currently. Could change. Um. I mean, the Lions, the defense has been awful. Jared Goff has been really bad the last month. It's hard to pick the Lions right now, but it's like, I feel like they got to snap out of this eventually, right? I don't know. Is this the week that they do? Uh, this is going to be the hardest game left on the Broncos schedule. So if the Broncos can win this, they're they're sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. This, this does not feel like a get right game for the Lions, unfortunately, which they desperately uh, need. Yeah, I mean they're at home though. I mean this could be what they need, honestly. Yeah, 
This is a tough one. I mean, I could honestly see this one going either way. Dylan has the Broncos, by the way. Okay. I'm leaning that way, even though I believe in the Lions to, you know, produce offensively. It's just they haven't been doing it, and this Broncos defense has completely turned it around. Ah, I think I'm going to have to go Broncos. Hmm. I'm gonna pick the Lions. I don't love it, but I'm gonna pick the Lions. I feel like I feel like it's this gross. can't continue. I, I feel like this can't keep up. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go Broncos. Okay, Broncos. It's 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 tough though. I I don't feel good about it though. In Denver, I wouldn't pick the Lions. Uh, I'm just gonna go home team here uh, and okay. see what happens. So. Uh, all right, that's it for everything. Uh, we will be back on Saturday to preview the rest of Week 15. As always, you can find us at Raging Takes everywhere. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, I am at Mantana Sauce on Twitter. Kai is at RTP. Kai Mac is at It's Mac Bruh, B-R-U-H. Dylan is at Such a Wise Fool. And our email is RagingTakes at gmail.com. We will see you guys on Saturday. Thank you, guys. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.